Hey, what's up, guys? Lucas Burnley here with my co-host, TJ Schwartz. You are listening to the Edge and Flow podcast. How's it going, TJ? Going really well, man. It's been a fun week. Yeah, we got something pretty fun to talk about today, right? Yeah. Fun's the right word. (laughs) Um, So if you guys listened last week, uh, we right at the end of the episode like came up with this idea to basically do a blank calendar day. Um, We called it the Red X Day. And the, the goal was to basically cross out that entire day, leave the shop. And each of us had kind of a different trajectory of how we thought we could make that time useful. Um, I have a suspicion, which I'm very excited to see because TJ and I actually haven't really talked about what we, what we did at all. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, here's my suspicion. Can I, can I just throw it it out? All right. Uh, I suspect that you were pretty focused. I think you picked a few things and you, you, that's how you spent your time. And I think I, in my normal fashion, completely went off the rails. That's probably, that sounds accurate. (laughs) Yeah. No, it it was still a task oriented day for me. (laughs) Like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So mine too. I mean, task oriented. Oh man. You want to go first? Um, Tell me about your day. Tell it. Dude, it's, it's actually, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. It's multiple pieces. It's like 10 parts. Okay. All right. Really? Want me to go? Do it. All right, here we go. Uh, you actually, you called me as like an accountability officer, yeah. right? Right <laughs> yep. in the morning. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, you better be sitting in a coffee shop. Uh, and I did. So Anywhere, I started yeah. off the morning um, and, and stop me if I start going into like a weird level of detail. But basically, uh, I figured I wanted to do two things. I wanted zero stress for the day. So my morning, I actually just, I hung out, made the kids breakfast. Uh, we... I walked them to school with Maddie, hung out at the house with Maddie for a little while, just like low speed, and then went out to breakfast. Um, and it was awesome, man. I went to like the goal for me, I, I think, was kind of I had all of these different ideas of things that I'd been wanting to like check out around downtown Bend. And I just gave myself the freedom to do that. So like I parked and my goal was to never get back in my truck. Right. Yeah, that's good. Idea. Um we're going to have to go back and forth a little bit because this will just be a, a monologue. Um, first big takeaway, which was pretty cool. I was just like sitting there, got a great breakfast, got a mimosa, like very, very mellow. I have my journal with me and my, like I, I do this like two part journal and then like notes kind of system, but I never read my journals. So during breakfast, I read my entire journal for 2022. Holy cow. Dude, every single entry. No kidding. Just, yeah. Did it feel enlightening or was it? Super enlightening. Um, And also like a ton of frustration because so many of the things that I kind of struggle with are cyclical. Mm. So I'm reading like the same types of entries from the beginning of last year as I'm writing in the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. But the, but the act of like going back through it and like noting things and seeing changes and like kind of just checking in with the past a little bit was super rad. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. I, I regret to admit that I've never journaled in my life and the thought of that actually sounds interesting. Sounds like I would want to. It's do a that. pretty good. It's a pretty good practice. I'm not. I'm not a super consistent journaler. I'm like a crisis journaler. So when I'm having a hard time, I find value in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's something that I'm struggling with, like it doesn't matter, like what it personal business or whatever else. That's just when I I I notice that I will write. Um, I used to keep a shop journal where I would like kind of jot down notes from the day, but the like the crisis journal is really the only thing that's mm-hmm. stuck. No, right. that's excellent. I, I need to yep. consider that. So, Crisis it's a good one. Yeah, I do like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Even just like just like little stuff. Because then you look back and you're like, oh, man, like, okay. Apparently, this is not a new a new thing. Anyway, uh, from that point forward, I was just kind of rolling. I there's this, there's this shop in town. I think it's like a – it's basically like an adventure store, which sounds kind of weird. But cruised in there and 
it's basically, it's really cool. Like they have a little library. They're trying to set it up as a club. It's like an, like an, like an expedition club. So you can go in there and like research, um, like trails or like, they've just got interesting books from around the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, hung out there, bought a few things and then rolled to a comic book shop. Oh, nice. Spent a bunch of time. I love, um, I love the making of books. So for instance, uh, I bought a art of gears of war, just like Mm. big coffee table, like inspirational books. Right. Um, this was cool, man, because normally I, I don't give myself the time really just to like exist in, in a space. And so like knowing that I just had this day, of like the goal of kind of like loose creativity and inspiration, which I guess that is, that's like the first thing to touch on. Right. So what I wanted to connect with was that, like I wanted to feel like creative energy and get some outside inspiration. You were looking for something maybe like a little bit different. Um, I would say similar. Um, there's, there's a list of things that I've wanted to do for, for my business and like for things that are productive, but that it's like my production mind is telling me that that's not the most important thing. And so it isn't, there are important things that I decided to do, but they're things I've been putting off and that there is like this relief and like enjoyment factor in doing them, but it's not like direct, you know, production output, uh, straight to you know having a finished product kind of mentality it's more of like uh so you know i what i did is i got up kind of had a slower slower morning than usual did hang out with the kids just a little bit and then i wanted to do photography of knives like out in the woods and i mentioned this when we talked about it before but i just wanted to go explore like 80 percent of the time just look around drive on a road i'd never driven on before do that and then take some pictures of knives because I like having, you know, good quality pictures to share that aren't always just in my shop. And so the only thing that caught me on this day that I wish I would have thought ahead of, um, was I I looked at my inventory for like different scale and handle colors and like a few knives. And that after we talked about doing the red X day and I was like, yeah, I'll just grab a few of those. I'll go up there. I'll switch a couple handle scales out, do a couple different colors. And then I finished a bunch of knives and shipped a bunch of stuff after we had talked. And then the morning of, I go to kind of get some stuff ready to go. And I'm like, Uh, I actually don't have, there's a few things that are like not quite finished. So I sandblasted a few handles and like sharpened a a couple of knives because I needed that. And I was bummed because I was like, it kind of, it started off the day, not exactly how I wanted to start it, where I was in the shop, like doing production work, but it's because I needed to have something to photograph. Right. Right. So it wasn't very long, but um, in the future, I would probably try to think ahead of time a little bit if that's how I was approaching. If you're going to mean, so this was, this was another thing. I realized that my day, I was, I basically went from spot to spot nonstop. Mm-hmm. So, um, after, after I hit comic book shop, I went to like the, there's a little museum downtown that's like Deschutes County museum. Um, hang on. I got to cough real quick. I'm going to mute my mic. So after comic book shop, uh, there's a little museum that's like the Deschutes County Museum. Um, I just went and I checked that out for like an hour and a half, just like getting different, man, different related experiences, I guess. And it just, I just found myself like very content to like walk from spot to spot Mm -hmm. and just, you know, like read about logging in central Oregon. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty good one. Uh, I thought I was going to sketch in the morning. I actually put coffee shop and sketching towards the end of the day. And it was super nice. Like I just basically went to a little coffee shop, hung out, ended up weirdly meeting this screen printer that Mm. I've been following on Instagram. Like I recognize him from Instagram, having a conversation with him. And then this was, this is like the end of the day gets kind of weird. Uh, from there I went for a sensory deprivation float. No kidding. So I did a 75 minute sensory deprivation tank. Wow. 
which I love doing. Yeah. <laughs> is it, that's not your first time doing it. Not my first time yeah. doing it, but it's been a while. And I was like, man, it's been a while. This is like a perfect, yeah. a perfect use of time. So when you come visit, we'll go, oh, we'll have to go I'd do love that for sure. It. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, and directly before that I did a cryogenic treatment. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. so you basically go into a chamber and they take you to negative 300. Holy cow. Um, yeah, it's wild. So, and then after that, I went and picked up a new suppressor. Oh, there you <laughs> so go. A, dude, is it? Full it therapy. It was a, it was a strange, it was a very strange day. Oh, last one that was in there that was really cool is, um, there is this woman here with the brand is Howl Goods that builds these super rad vests. And I had gotten one for Christmas and like you go in and she fits you and then like builds it custom. Hmm. So I went and did that too. Nice. So it was like all things, man. It was like, there's like a creative component, like a big self-care component, um, like inspiration. I don't know. It was, it was very cool, but it was a full, it felt like a full busy day. Good. Well, right? let me ask you this, like with the sensory yeah. deprivation, just to go on like a little bit of a tangent. Mm-hmm. Is do you have to fight anxiety in something like that? Totally. Is that part of the process for you? Like, is that yeah. productive in doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, so you're essentially, you're floating in a body temp salt bath. So you, you are fully buoyant. You sit on top of the water. Okay. In zero light. Like you can put your hand in front of your face and you can't see anything. So your eyes open, you can see nothing Mm. with no sound. So there's nowhere to go. Mm. It's a really, really interesting. You, it's the only place you can look. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, really it's like, I find the value in it of just the, like the practice of mindfulness. So like as you're sitting there and your brain starts to like run rampant and you realize like, Oh, Hey, like, all right. That's like not what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm just going to like bring myself back to my breathing. 75 minutes is a long time. That is that's surprising. Um, is that a normal done, session that they would yeah, offer? 75 minutes is a normal session. I've done double sessions, Holy cow. which I really like. And at a point you, you don't start, fall like, asleep. No space time continuum stuff is weird, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Relativity. So it is when you have no, when you have nothing to gauge time on it, it gets strange. Dude, I, I got to try that. Okay. I got to try that. <laughs> yeah, I think you would really can, like it. Can a red X day be done successfully as a group or as like two people? Like if we did it, if I was so, at your place or something. So that was actually one of the thoughts I had at breakfast, which was there's like variations on this theme, right? You could very easily do a buddy day. And I think there would be a huge amount of value in it with the right person. Yeah. Right. So being able to just be like, Hey, here's the deal. We're going to hang out today. We have no real purpose other than to just, I guess, I guess where, where I see like potential for change is like, I think the next time I do this, I might reduce the amount of kind of stops like mm. actually dig into a few things more like, and I, I didn't even, there's a bunch of art galleries downtown. I never set foot in an art gallery. I realized that like what I was looking for was like a little bit different and the bookshop thing, the like bookshop library, like it just like scratched like a huge itch, mm-hmm. which was just like knowledge and inspiration and just like existing in this space of creativity. So I think if you were going to do like a buddy day, it would be that same thing. Like, what it what is the focus? Is it going to be kind of a bunch of different venue changes, or are you just going to go like, you know, have breakfast, figure out things to do till lunch, and go all the way to like dinner and mm-hmm. have that be like creative conversations? It can exist around work, it can exist around life, but really just no, no like overarching goal. Yeah, and and try to ditch the small talk. So it's the kind of person that wouldn't you're not putting on a facade, you know, like, yeah, you're not putting on a facade yeah. and you're not searching mm-hmm. for conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you're going into this. Yeah. It's not a date, realizing you know? like, you're yeah. not trying to impress somebody or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would be kind of the key. And you're not trying to entertain somebody. Yeah, exactly. It's like, 
I'm going to stand here and look at this river for 30 minutes. Like, cool. You know, or like, I'm just going to be sketching in my notebook or like writing or whatever it is. Yeah. So no, yeah, it could work. Buddy day. Definitely. We'll have to do that. Definitely. Definitely. Agreed. Well, uh, I was, I was, I was having a good time, but then once I got up in the mountains, it is close. It was only like 30, 40 minutes. And, uh, but I ran into a lot of snow (laughs) and yeah. And I did realize there was a moment where I was like, I am alone and I am out of cell service. So I did (laughs) find a point where I was like, this is as far as I'm going to go, uh, for those reasons. And so I did get to probably two feet of snow. Um, and then the photography was a little harder than I thought it would be because of that snow. Um, because to get off of the road, like the creek looked beautiful. There's all these cool powdery, you know, snow features and stuff. I was like, oh, that'd be cool to put a knife on that rock. But I'm like, I'm going to be burrowing my way down to that creek. And so right. I ended up taking some some good pictures and down lower where it had melted down a little bit. Some good ones. But I kept reminding myself, I'm like, if I don't take that many pictures, it's OK. You know what I mean? Just let it go. Totally. Uh, and so that was kind of where I ended up was actually just driving the jeep in the snow and getting it covered in mud and it it was a great start it was a road i'd never been up in an area i'd never been so that was really productive i think from a standpoint of you know just a release and like a little bit of quiet time and i remember i was driving back down and it was like you letting myself be alone is it happens every once in a while where i'm like i i have a lot of time in in my own thoughts like if i'm in the shop right but I'm using that time to think productively. Right. And so it doesn't really feel alone. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I'm thinking about so many things that it's so active. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not like restorative. And I think that's the difference, right? Like anything you do as I think as a profession, um, at the point where it's not a hobby, I think the, the, it starts to lose some of that. And maybe that's not true Mm -hmm. for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I think that's why like shop time or like working on a car or like woodworking for so many people, like is the release because that is away from day to day obligations. It's away from the job. It's away from like the family it's alone time, but it, and it's creative. But I think once you start to like turn that into an occupation, Mm -hmm. I think it can, it can, change it a little bit. Yeah. 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 Right. Cause no, you're not just in the creative element or the, like the flow state version yeah. of woodworking. You're like, Oh man, like I need to change the filters on my dust collector and pay my taxes. Yeah. 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 Right. There's a, another couple of layers to that. Yeah. A couple of layers. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, just like going for a drive, I don't do it super often. Um, so that was good. That that's probably going to be one of my biggest components of doing these kinds of things is like, I've got a Jeep. I love Jeeps. I love driving, not even necessarily yep. off-road, but like just in get up in the terrain a little bit. Just away, logging mo- roads yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Forest roads, yeah. And I love off-road too, but that's one thing I probably wouldn't do alone. I just have seen enough situations, you know, yeah. <laughs> go on a soul-searching yeah. mission and get piled up somewhere. Probably not Well, a good and that's, plan. I think that was one of the one of the interesting takeaways for me was I actually spent a lot of time talking with people. Mm. And I'm kind of an introvert and I work by myself. I mean, I work with my wife, but like even day to day, like I'm downstairs, she's upstairs in the shop mostly, right? I just noticed that when I didn't have the time constraint, like every shop I went into, I ended up having like a really nice conversation that went much longer than it would have mm-hmm. otherwise. It almost, well, we talked about this a little bit when we went to Blade Show last year, which was, I think, because I didn't have my booth and I wasn't doing sales. I just spent like probably three or four times talking to any given person. Mm-hmm. That's really that's, cool. That's, that's good. Slowing it down. Yeah. Looking at people. I didn't yeah. realize that I needed it mm-hmm. either, but I apparently I did because I really enjoyed it. Well, I, I had a, an interesting experience like that you know, on red X day, but it wasn't conversation. It was a little different. So I was, cool. I was, I went to a coffee shop after I came back down from the mountains. I was like, had my sketchbook with me. I'm like, I'm just going to sketch, see what comes out of it. And I went and got a coffee and I got a cinnamon roll, which I'm usually trying to stay like sugar is just not good for my metabolism, but I'm like, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to have a cinnamon Today. roll. 
So I get a coffee and a cinnamon roll and I go sit down and it's like empty. The coffee shop's empty and it's a really cool, neat environment. But then a couple of of ladies come in that I could tell they weren't like really close friends. Like maybe they, I don't know, were like almost had like a pen pal kind of feel or like maybe they, I don't know, but they, they walk in and they sit right next to me. And I was like kind of bummed at first yeah, because I was like, it's an empty coffee shop. I'm about to sketch. I'm trying to enjoy this like peace and quiet. And they sit right next to me. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just tune it out. And then they started talking and it's going to sound weird. Like I was eavesdropping or something, but they sat right next to me and like started having a conversation and it was interesting. And I knew they didn't know each other that well because the questions they were asking each other, it was like maybe that book club. I don't know what the premise was huh. for the meeting up, but they started talking about almost immediately about they're they're old enough where like not long ago they'd both experienced like the death of their parents. Okay. And that was what they talked about for like the whole hour was like that experience of like losing both of their parents. And huh. and I was sitting there like sketching and obviously hearing what they're saying and like internalizing it. And it's like two uh, women that are at a stage in their life where that's like a normal conversation, but like, right. I would never have that conversation, I guess in a normal situation. And they were very like transparent. It was kind of interesting. And it, I kind of zoned out like listening to that conversation. And it was like, like you said, I mean, I, you never really sit down in a coffee shop and just like listen to the sound around you. Usually you're like, right. Get my coffee, get my computer out, like get back yeah. in the car, you know, whatever. Yeah. And or like throw on headphones yeah. or yeah. And, and so I found that like tuning it out was not the right thing. And it's like, yep. again, they weren't trying to, I wasn't like, you know, leaning over the table trying to pick up yeah, on what, yeah, what they, totally. were, they were saying, but it was, it was interesting to just absorb that perspective that they had and that stage of their life. It's funny. I wasn't going to mention, I didn't find it like super relevant, but I actually had very similar experience. Mm -hmm. So I went to this restaurant, Rome, which I'd never been into. It's attached to the Oxford hotel, which is super rad. I was the first person in and I like got a corner seat by the window. So I got like people watch the only other people that came in the whole time I was there was this group of women that was maybe like 50 at the youngest to like 70. Mm -hmm. And they were there the whole time I was there. And and like, I was probably there close to two hours because nobody ever came. And I was just like thoroughly enjoying myself and like reading. Um, And just the same thing, like part, like little blips of their conversation would like pop in. And one that one that I kind of just overheard was them talking about their sons and like one of their sons had like brought all of his friends back to the house to like from out of town to go skiing. And the women were like, Oh, and she's like, yeah, I rented an Airbnb. I'm just like letting them stay in the house. And it was just interesting. The thought processes that went around it. And then one of them said, yeah, but he's not going to ask for your help forever. You're in this like super unique position where you can provide him and his friends like an amazing time and like that's limited. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just remember kind of thinking like, Oh, that's like, that's like a cool insight from a mom of like why you're letting your son and all his buddies like take over your house and like why you would go to like a hotel. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, I didn't want to be on like on top and you know, like having them like, you know, in the house. She said, I forget what they, they had like a term for it. That was pretty interesting, which was like man prepping. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, like I removed, like I pulled, I pulled some like, like art and vases and I like, I pulled some pillows off the couches, just like getting, so they don't have to deal with it. And I thought that was like such an interesting process. But yeah, that situational, like, like that just like situational noise, but where you can, where you hear something interesting and you can kind of focus in on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, I don't know what purpose it, it serves, it, but it was it's it's a mindfulness thing. It's just like tuned in. You're yeah. you're not like going through a blur of reality. It's like you're actually there. Um, right. And that that was kind you're of cool because, yeah, that I I mean, the conversation they were having ended up being super interesting. But just the fact that I was noticing what was going on around me. I mean, I w- I've never sat in a coffee shop and sketched that long to actually experience that. So that how long were you there? Hour and a half, maybe yeah. something like that. And did you like overall, was it, 
was it nice sketching? Because one, you don't sketch a lot anymore. I don't. Okay. So was it nice yes. sketching like pen to paper? Yeah, it was one of the best, better feeling like sketch sessions I've had in uh-huh. a long time. It was a game changer. Did you notice a difference being away from your normal yeah, space? Yeah, for sure. Radically. So right there. Mm-hmm. No, it was... There's a huge amount of value. It was a definite... It, it's one of those things where I sit here and realize like, why do, why do I sketch in front of my computer where I do my taxes? That doesn't make sense. And it, I was totally. sitting there thinking that. I was like, this is so much better. Um, so much better. And one thing that I was doing that I don't do a lot of, but I'm familiar with, have you ever heard of gesture drawing? Uh, yeah. So there's a, an author, older, older, older book. It might even be like way older, like early 1900s. I'm not sure when the book was written, but the, the authors believe it's Carmi Nicolades, something like that. I'm probably butchering that, but it's, okay. it's that's his, he's a, a, you know, fantastic artist. And he wrote a book about drawing and learning how to draw. And he was talking about gesture drawing. And this is something my dad's really into for his work. He's an artist. And what the concept is, and it's a little heady and like a little hard to grasp, but like once you start to do it, it starts to make sense. And what it is, is there's a, when you sit in front of a piece of paper, there's always a tension and a like friction of not wanting to put the wrong line on the paper, if that makes sense. And it's like, you're trying to make sure that it's kind of like with writing. It's like, they say you should write a really rough first draft on purpose so that you can at least get ideas down. It's people don't seem to talk that way about drawing, but that's sort of what gesture drawing is, is that what I do is you, and the way it's taught is you hold the pencil like really loosely and it's like, you're not gripping it. Just focus on like just holding enough to actually put, you know, pressure on the paper and just like start moving it around. Like start thinking, okay, there's a blade maybe on the left side of the paper. Just start just mm-hmm. kind of dragging the pencil. It's going to big, big, long, yeah, strokes, long strokes, right? just real yeah. loose, loose up all the joints. Like just, Think about putting information down and it's surprising after only like three or four minutes of just kind of swooping around, you'll see a line that's like, oh, I see. I see something there. Right. Like then that line informs the next line. And then, and then you start to get a little bit more firm and you start to get a little bit more positive with like the movements you're doing and you you see a line, you're like, that is the blade shape. Like that is the curvature of the edge. And you kind of harden that up a little bit, keep gesturing around. And maybe that page just gets thrown away but you have yep. a line that you to carry to the next drawing. Yeah. And it's just that rough, just swooping around, like making movements. And it looks really strange. Like if you watch someone do actual gesture drawing, it can look really unproductive, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's almost like a calisthenic kind of like stretching exercise in terms of putting information on paper. If that makes sense. Right. I was really like warming up too, because yeah. you're like, you're starting to move like, if your forearm's longer or shorter, your like circles are different, mm-hmm. you know, radii. Like I think that ability just to like start to, to kind of touch the paper mm-hmm. fluidly, I think is a really effective way. Yeah. Because you think, and you're like, Oh, okay, I'm going to draw this. And you're like, unless you have a really clear image of what it is, I actually think the accidental nature of gestural drawing is super valuable because you, you you're essentially almost like, surprising yourself with the correct answer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and this is going to get off in the weeds but like i think people look at ai how ai art some people call it i don't know copyright infringement or whatever because it basically combs the whole internet and it like sort of homogenizes existing stuff i think i i can see what people are saying with that about ai but like i think what people might be missing is that's exactly how we operate Totally. And so there's, it, it's going to sound really weird coming from an artist type person like myself, but we accumulate information and we merge it and homogenize it. And it, it's like, it's new things are, there's very few actual new things. Most things are just the world around you being recombined. You know what I mean? Right. And so when you're sitting and looking at a piece of paper, you really have to have information coming in to be creative it can't all come out. It's not a one-way street. And so you're actually putting information on the paper that is kind of just nonsense, like gibberish. But yep. you're, that information is is like giving you more information to then replicate and expand on. Yep. And so instead of looking at like knives on Instagram, 
if you sit right. down and then start sketching, you're going to have a hard time not sketching knives that look like other knives. But totally. when you look at lines on paper that are kind of random, you can start to get that cycle going and it, and it goes in a more new direction. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's something I've enjoyed a lot. Yeah. I love it. But that's very good. All right. So how, okay. So you took off in the morning, you went up to the mountains multiple. So one thing you got your, you got, you did the photography thing, which was kind of a, an, a goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was based in the fact that last year you did a bunch of trips, you took a camera with you and you found yourself like not wanting to actually bring it out Mm -hmm. because it would take you out of the trip itself. Mm -hmm. So this was like separating that version, but you still got the value of being like out and away Mm -hmm. in the woods, out driving. Mm -hmm. Right. Then you went to coffee. So for you, what happened after that? Like what time is this? Uh, so I probably spent four hours driving out into the mountains, taking pictures, looking around, coming back, and then probably an hour and a half, maybe a little more in the, in the coffee shop. Uh, and then I came back and honestly, it kind of tailed off after that. I, I didn't do too much in terms of the red X day after that. So it was probably like maybe three o'clock I got home. Um, so it was like, it was like a six. What did you do after that time? Were you, did you go into work? Or no, I didn't done? go into work. I, I think I just kind of okay. came home and like was back with the family. I don't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that was like one of the interesting things about this. And it seemed, it's, it's so silly because it's like, oh, you had a day off. Like, great. It's like a day off with, with some focus. With some purpose. Yeah. With some purpose. And, but it's loose right? This is, it's gestural. It's a gesture drawing of a day. Yeah. Yeah. I know kind of this, I'm going to start moving. Mm -hmm. I didn't, when I went downtown, I did not know where my day was going to take me. Mm -hmm. It was super organic once I started rolling. And that was what was interesting to me. I think, I I think I overplanned my day. I do think mm -hmm. that. So I think next time I would go a little more open-ended yeah, probably keep it. Well, and it's interesting because like my gut was like the next one that I do, I might go a little bit more focused, but this one, I realized I had so many, like so much like bottled up, like, Oh, I want to go check out this design store. Like, Oh, like uh, a friend's got a clothing store downtown. I want to like check that out. And like, I'm going to go do like hang out by the river, never made it to the river full. But, but what I realized is like, I just needed a day where I kind of felt like I was in a city. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to walk around and like be able to enjoy that space. Mm -hmm. Didn't know it when I went down there though. Yeah. So I think that, I think that from that standpoint, having some flexibility around the time is probably super valuable. And maybe, maybe it's like all scheduling where it's like, okay, I know I'm going to do these two things. Or three things. And then everything else is kind of open-ended. The fact that I made the goal of not getting back in my truck, I think made my day much more interesting. Because yeah. had I allowed myself to get into the truck, I think I would have overthought where I was going yeah. next. Yeah. Like, oh, other, I went to I went to an art supply store. I guess that was actually my first stop. So like started walking and um, we've got a friend who has this layer art supply, like walked in and just like, looked around, bought some pencils, like hung out for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just that kind of flow, man, it felt so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was super, super good. It's like, it's almost like retire for a day. Yeah. In some ways. Interest, interest based exploration. Yeah. And I'm a creature of habit. I could literally do the exact same day and I would be psyched. Mm-hmm. Because everywhere I went, there's enough variation in kind of what that space is that it would feel familiar. It would feel satisfying. I would have different conversations, but the overall flow was good. Um, The one thing that I did notice is, so I probably ended up at home probably like closing on six Mm o'clock and Maddie was actually like, oh, you're home early. Mm. She's like, I figured you would like roll this out into dinner. Mm. I will do that. Yeah. Next time. I think, I think I should have done that as well. I think what Full happened is when I overplanned, day. it was like the things I did do 
were exactly what I was looking for. But then when I was done at the coffee shop, I was like, I have nothing else to do. And I should have probably just said, what's down the street? What's around the corner? You know what I mean? That is that I think is where it gets really interesting Mm -hmm. is like having to find something to do with your time that was not scheduled and is not productive. Mm -hmm. You know, like guaranteed there's something in your town that you're just like, Oh, antique shop or bookstore or whatever it is. There's something there that you haven't spent time with. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That's so I'm I'm really liking this idea. Like this, this strategy of we're talking once a month, having a day like this. And I think I, Throughout the day when, when I was out there, I was thinking like, this is an imperative. Like I, now that I've kind of thought of what this could produce for me as far as just like some mental stability and stuff, you know, and, and I like, I, right now I don't have any feelings of burnout and it doesn't seem like right. it's coming like immediately, but I'm, I'm familiar enough with what that feels like from the past, other experiences that I've had that I'm like, I do need to think about a maintenance program to keep that from happening. Uh, and this is a program like that. I do have to Once say one thing. Yeah. You and I are out of touch, dude. Yeah. We scheduled it on Tuesday and we were like telling everybody that's listening to this, that they should do it too. Dude. Monday yeah. was president's day. I know. And, uh, it, this yeah. is being self-employed. Man. I know. I, like, I was like, it wasn't until Monday that I'm like, tomorrow we did Red X Day, and today everybody has not everybody. A lot of people yeah, have the, the day, the day off. before everybody has I was the like, day geez. off. Yeah. Well, and that's another one is like figuring out, dude. It could be honestly, it can be half a day. It can be an yeah. hour. One one realization that I had instantly was like, I sent Maddie a message and I was like, we need to schedule one of these for you, like as soon. as I told Becca the same thing. She needs to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's just that that man, unfettered kind of like freedom to wander Mm -hmm. like in a certain way, like you don't get like a ton of that as an adult. So maybe there's like a really youthful element Mm -hmm. of it too. Just like curiosity and exploration. Yeah. It reminds me of the way it felt when I first went to college when I was 18. Yeah. It was like that feeling of, I came to Boise, which was to me like a metropolis. Cause I mean, it's a hundred times bigger than where I came from. And it was like, holy cow, I can walk down the street and store like there's open places to walk into after seven o'clock. I can't believe it, you know, (laughs) and there's things I can do that I haven't ever seen before. It just felt so weird. And I I remember like soaking that in and really loving that experience. And it's just it's something you just forget to do. You you know, it's right there in reach. You could always do it. It's funny because the, the, the super valuable things, because they're not usually critical or the easiest ones to set aside. Mm -hmm. Like I know the value of this, right? I don't think, I don't think that if I go forward without, if I don't put it on a calendar, I won't do it again for six months. So my plan is I'm going to do this once a month. Just that's cost of doing business, I think. Yeah. And what those days are, I think will change. Um, And I think at a point I will look for, different variations on it. But I think what I'm seeing is inside of the business, there's probably some areas that can be treated in a similar way. Mm -hmm. Dude, like we were talking about shop maintenance a little bit, I think last episode. And what I realized is like, man, there's just days where I literally, I just want to putter. I want to be in my shop. I want to like think about building a tooling arm rack and like have the space to do it. Some of those start to get into longer timelines. So I think I'm going to like, I'm going to try to schedule like a week block of time where it's, I'm in the shop, but I'm not working. Mm -hmm. I'm working on the shop. Mm -hmm. It's easier than trying to like fit it into a weekend. Mm -hmm. And if it's on the schedule, it can be planned for supplies can be purchased it's just a different, well, you, it's non-reactive. You bring up a good point because I think this feeling of wander that you're talking about. Yeah. Normally, like when I didn't have kids, the weekends I could do quite a bit of wandering and like it felt pretty yep. good. But the problem 
it's not a problem. It's just a, a dimension of having kids is that if if I were to like wander around and soul search on a Saturday, I don't think I'd be able to shake at least some guilt that totally. it's like for my wife, like she's a stay at home mom. So it's like her weekend is like important to her because then I help. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like if I'm like, hey, I'm going to go soul search. Like even yeah. if she gives me the A-OK, which I know sh- she would from time to time, it's like. Yeah. I don't think that I could get away from the guilt of like, sh- I'm yeah. leaving her with this. Um, totally. And so that's where I think like it being a business day, because it's expected that I'm going to work this day, but this right. is what the work is. Again, what right. is work? What is work? Yeah, it is work. I think yeah. we have to treat oh, it like that. Yeah. I actually, I actually think that this is probably, I feel like there's, there's, it's in a way it's like a high level of work because it's not something that is always afforded to you in any given job. Mm-hmm. This is this these are like executive level days essentially. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to create that space around your job or if you're self-employed, you're you're basically going to have to justify that time away from like making money mm-hmm. realizing that there's probably up stream or be upstream or downstream yeah i guess downstream Mm -hmm. like downstream value to this yeah yeah right Mm -hmm. like play now so that you can like get this return later Mm -hmm. i don't know man it's so i think yeah go ahead if we're gonna schedule this how do we want to do it like how far out should we schedule because if i want to do it once a month if i think we should we should probably try to stick to that like, do we yep. talk about it now? Do we talk about it a week in advance? Because I do think it'd be cool if if you guys are listening and if you're in a position where this sounds interesting to you, maybe it is a Saturday or a Sunday for you. Maybe everyone's situation is different. But totally. like if if we if people knew when we were doing it far enough in advance, I did have a few people message me about the pod that we posted last time and yep. and kind of wondering about this whole, I don't know if it's called a project or an idea. Sure. But maybe if we told people far enough ahead of time, like there could be a little bit of participation circle going on. Dude, I would love that. Yeah. That that was when I was out, I had that realization of like, man, it'd be so fun to hear how other people use their day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or again, use their four hours, use their two yeah. hours. But like the, it's just the conscious use of time. So I would say like to your question, I think like it would be pretty easy just to pick like we can, we can schedule a month out mm-hmm. and then, you know, figure out like, I'm just going to put it reoccurring on my schedule Yeah, yeah. for the entire year. So what was the Forever. Tuesday, to, <laughs> Tuesday, the right day? Do you think? I think Tuesday's good for me. Tuesday's good. What do you think? Um, I'll, I'm going to run it by Maddie mm-hmm. too and kind of see, cause there's another thought too, which is like, do you want to fr- front load your week? I will, I will give a net a, a potential, not a negative, but an interesting side effect of this. Okay. So one thought you do it at the beginning of the week, the middle of the week or the end of the week. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I think it would be a really fantastic way to finish a week. The, the side effect that I noticed was that my next day in the shop, I had like, so I was so, I think like overstimulated in a way that I had a really hard time focusing. Mm. That could just be a me problem, but it was like, I had so many thoughts and kind of like just these little micro inspirations. And like, I couldn't really like function super well. Mm -hmm. And that's something that happens to me. Like if I get, if I hit like a real creative flow, um, especially in like management mindset, I can tank my entire day because I'll like, it's like blowing a fuse basically mm-hmm. for me. The day had like a similar kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Did you notice anything the following day? The following day was a weird one. Okay. It was a, <laughs> it was a 14 hour day of running around all over the place. So it wasn't like productivity wise. I had to sit down and act right and, you know, focus on a project. Cause I had to drive around. I was like, I had to pick up a bunch of knives from heat tree, ship a bunch of knives to bevel grinding. You know, I had 10 high school kids come tour my shop. Oh uh, wow. yeah. So I was like, 
I, I was trying kind of racing to get my machine set up so that I could actually show it running to them because it was currently like in between uh, in between knives. Okay. And so it was like a whole day of like running around. Um, it's a lot. And it, it was a lot, but it, and it, it was exhausting, but it was a fun day. But I can't tell you for sure if it affected me because that day was so out of the ordinary. Right. That yeah, it wasn't that's... a normal day anyway. So, but the, right. the only thing I Any had potential is, interns. What's yeah, dude, actually one of the kids, <laughs> that was, ex- he had four knives on him and like he had a balisong, you know, surprise, surprise. <laughs> he had a karambit. He had all these knives and he would, he was showing me all his knives and he's like, Hey man, like, is there any way I could work for you this summer? I could be apprentice or something. And got his phone number, talked to him a little bit. Uh, so that, that was really cool. And he lives right here in town. So yeah, that was, that was great. Um, we'll have to pull on that thread maybe another, yeah, another time, but, uh, for sure. but yeah, for me though, the Tuesday thing is interesting because I like coming in on Monday and hitting it hard to put out. Like I usually have a handful of emails, handful of phone calls, handful of things to patch up like on a Monday. So Monday, it just, there's too much stuff I'd have to let simmer to like walk away on a Monday. But I like the, for me, the beginning of the week sounds good. I don't know okay. why, but I don't okay. care. Like we could do, we could, sure. we could experiment. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe for a while, just kind of like rolling like some yeah. different, some, some different options. Yeah. And also it matters like family structure. Yeah. Like how does that yeah. work? Um, so mid, mid to late month, March, sometime between like the 14th and yep. basically yep. a month from right now. Um, yep. Yeah. Let's do it. I think that's a pretty fun. Let's do it. If this is the kind of thing, like if we figure out how to do like a Patreon or something, mm-hmm. maybe this is something that we like roll into that. Yeah. I just, I'm just so curious, like if other people would find as much value, Yeah. <laughs> like, man, just I, the, I had just that ability. I posted one Go. picture of photography that I took and I think I got three DMS of people saying, did you take that on red X day? Oh yeah. So there was anybody out there listening. Like if this is interesting to you, let us know because we yeah, think it could be sure. a cool community. Yeah. What a great, like what a great tie in and way to interact with people too. Mm-hmm. Like having some conversations around like creating space, yeah. space in your life, yeah. slowing down. So I do, I do really think the idea of doing this with another person on occasion would be incredibly valuable. Yeah. Like I've got a few people where I'm like, man, yeah, I would, I, I would love to spend a day doing this and just like mm-hmm. wandering around and like having conversations when you know like when Jens was here that's essentially like what we did for a weekend we just kind of like drove around drank beer went and kind of like saw things when I've gone over to Denmark we usually do we're usually doing like these crazy projects that or in the past we were doing crazy projects that were very time Mm -hmm. consuming but we always made one day at least to like go into like Ohus and just like hang out at a cafe and like walk around Mm -hmm. And so I know he does this, mm-hmm. right? Like he'll, he's really good about like just taking off for a day with Dude, his like sketch. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody listening, but I think the Europeans are better than at this stuff than we are possibly. I would guess probably so. I might be completely wrong, but I picture, I've pictured that from a, maybe it's a stereotypical thing. Maybe I'm way off, but yeah, I bet but like just co- like culture of work. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. This brings me to a question I wanted to ask. Okay. I want I want at some point to turn kind of a spotlight on you about this is a little bit of tangent but it does tie in. Okay. Brand development and brand building. Oh. Something that you are an excellent industry leader at doing and Thanks. I feel like we've talked about it in passing but like a real dedicated episode to brand building is something I want to bring up. And the reason okay. I mention that right now is we have been talking about how to brand this red X day because we did right. run into a little bit of a pickle, a little bit of a snafu. Yeah. Yeah. So basically red, we found red X day when in, the idea for us was just like marking a red X on a calendar. It's like pretty, yeah. very literal, you know, logical. Yeah. yeah. Very literal. Yeah. Um, but there is, there's the end it movement, which is basically red X day and it's to end like human trafficking yeah. and modern slavery. Yeah. And so neither of us want to like step on that or like have any confusion around that. So yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to figure out like what we're going to call this we're one week into this and we're, in a brand crisis. <laughs> so, well, and like the, 
I don't know. Maybe the crisis is that I try to turn everything into a brand. Like it's just the way my brain works. Right. right? Well, I mean, I do like the, the sound and the feel of this being a community effort. And Same. like, there's gotta be some, something that is, whether it's like a hashtag or something that like indicates yeah. it's unity, I guess. And red yeah. X day sounded real good, you know, right yeah. out the gate. But real like good. you said, it, a Google quick Google search turned up that that is kind of a, a minefield to. Well, and that maybe that right there is like the first part of this larger conversation, right? Which is brands are better when they're community, mm-hmm. like yeah. either community driven, community engaged, like the, the ability to like create something that is positive when you are also looking at something as a business I think maybe it's more common now, but Mm -hmm. like the two things I don't think have always been aligned and being in the knife industry at this point, you know, for as long as I have, like, dude, there's not a lot of conversations around like mental health. Like our industry is not like, you know, advancing, you know, mental health for like small business owners or like craftspeople or anything else. And like, it's real Mm -hmm. taking a day off once a month or once every couple months and acknowledging like the value of it, maybe that is something that can be given back. That's a positive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So it, anybody listening to this, that thinks this sounds interesting, exciting to you. We'd love to hear about it. And we do have an open-ended question of if we're going to unify this into some phrasing or some whatever, maybe a little input from you guys would be, be helpful in that department, but overall just, it's kind of just an idea, you know, yeah. it's just kind of a, a blanket statement that like one day a month is a possible maintenance program for the human mind. You know what I mean? Yes. So dude, I love yeah. it. Man, that, that was, that's probably so far. That's one of my favorite things that's come out of this podcast yeah, for sure. And it was within a one week cycle. Mm-hmm. Like we, it, popped up in conversation organically and within one week we'd acted on it and found value in it. Yeah. That was, it was your idea. So I will, I'll credit you with that. I remember you holding your arms up. I don't remember. You guys couldn't (laughs) see the video, but you did red X day, (laughs) just a red X, you know what I mean? So yeah, dude, it's funny. Yeah. Well, I would like to, I would like to swing it. I I think there's a point where like not to get too far off in the weeds, but like we put such an emphasis on like work and money making and like brand building, man, I actually like, you know, like I see success is like the ability to swing it back the other way. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about one day Mm -hmm. of like charging our creative tanks and like giving ourselves like a mental break from just like the day to day of Mm -hmm. work that's probably way off. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would like to think that as I like get older, maybe those days start to shift like a little bit the other direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, all right, today's a work day. Yeah. And it's, it ties in. I mean, it's exactly what we talked about last week is the maintenance on my compressor. Yeah. Was a triggering moment because I tried to fit it into the margins of my other work. And it's like the maintenance of my mind is, has equally been put in the margins yeah. and it's like, you can't, you got to, you know, fix the things that are broken. You got to work on things to prevent them from getting broken. And everyone knows that, you know, with a piece of equipment, but with your, with your mind, you know, that's, that's every bit a mechanical device. You know what I mean? Well, and tell me a piece of equipment that's more important. Yeah, exactly. Like your business doesn't run without you. Yep. You know, I mean, until it does, I guess, but yeah, neither one of us are there. Yeah. So here's, here's a question. I actually had a, a weird spike of anxiety the day, like I can't remember if it was like the day before or like the more, like when I was leaving, I think I was actually anxious about what I was going to accomplish. Mm. And I had to like put it in check because mm-hmm. I was like, in no way is that like the metric yeah. of what today is supposed to be. Did you have anything like not, that? Not right when I left, but it did, I did feel that there was a moment where I was up there and like I said, I, I got into two more snow than I was kind of hoping right, for. Right. Yeah. And I got to where I was like, I'm not going to take any pictures up here. Like I, I, there's too much direct sunlight on this snow. And I started to think in that way. And I was like, 
I, you know, same with you. I had to like check that and think yeah. about it and be like, that's not the reason to be here. That's not the reason. So just take it easy. And what happened is I actually did find good places to take photos once I just kind of like let go of the pressure to do it, I guess. But yeah, that the anxiety wants to creep in, you know, it's like it, it keeps coming. Pretty brains are funny, man. What about, uh, since I think a lot of this kind of actually started around design conversation, like that was my, my primary thing was like, I want to go to a cafe and just sketch and like hang out. And I did very little of it, but I drew a knife I'd never drawn before. Mm. And I, and it was, I probably sketched for 25 minutes, but like the input through the day was I think different enough that when I sat down and started sketching, like it just wasn't my normal headspace. Mm -hmm. Anything like that for you? Like um, what you were drawing, is it in line with what you're designing or was it? Different? No, it, it, it felt, it felt pretty fresh. I would say like it felt, it felt like I had different inputs and I was being creatively different. I mean, at least that was the sensation. Um, one thing I will say, this is just a, a specific thing to like drawing knives and stuff is what I always do is I start with one piece of paper and for one sketch session, I'll sketch repeatedly in this, on the same piece of paper for like hours yeah. without ever flipping the page, one knife. And what I do is I sketch a knife after gesture drawing, get it kind of firm and rigid where I want it. What I do is I take my phone, I take a picture of it, and then I think is there something that could be improved? Like this blade shapes maybe bugging me a bit. I'll erase the blade and start redrawing the blade shape. And then the knife will change. And once I get to another place that seems like pretty good, I take another picture of it. And so I'll have a camera roll of like 12 pictures of the same knife. Right. And it's like, it's kind of like in CAD, how you can like reverse things. It's kind of <laughs> like I can reverse back to the sketch. So sometimes yeah. I'll be like, this has gone south. And yeah. all these things I changed didn't weren't productive but the third picture I took was the best one yet. And then I'll, I'll look at that picture and I'll take it back to that and go from there. Um, and that, I was doing that. Sense. That wasn't new, but I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. And yeah, I, where I ended up landing, I was changing a few lines that I'd never really changed before. And I do think I, I had a couple ideas that I don't know, pretty cool. Just pops up. I do. I do a similar thing. Normally, like if I've got a sketchbook, I'll just do a kind of like, uh, very like freeform, like designs on a page, but I'll do multiple sketches. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's like, I'll get to a point on one sketch where I'm like, okay, that one's done. I'll just move on. It'll either be the same knife modified slightly, or it'll be a continuation of like the thought into a completely different type of knife. Those then become the starting point when I go to, I still mm -hmm. really like working with a light table. Mm -hmm. But I do that same thing. It's like, I don't want to, this one is a, is a con, it's a finished concept for where it's at. And I want to keep that information. Mm -hmm. Then I throw another page on top, resketch it, make the changes to that uh, next page. Yeah. I like your phone method. Um, that makes a lot of sense because you just need some kind of visual yeah. reference of like what it looked yeah, like. Yeah. Cause sometimes you think this would look better with this blade shape possibly, but you're yeah. worried that it actually might not. And so you take the picture yeah. first. Then you put the blade shape on it. Maybe you love it. Maybe you hate it, but at least yeah. you have a record. And the thing yeah. is, I always go, once I have a sketch I like, I go to CAD. So I can just take right. the picture into CAD and go from that. So like having it chronological in my phone is a good way just to grab it and go. Yeah. Kind of That's a perfect. catalog of one sketch. So what is, what is something that you would do next month? Next month it'll depend a little bit on the weather because sure. I, I do want to go for like a little more of a hike, but okay. that's a little open-ended. You know what I mean? So that's actually, that's a question too on like variations of days. Mm -hmm. So obviously like taking a day off and like going and doing something that you enjoy ton of value in it. Mm -hmm. Is there a structure around this where there's something that you're trying to create or access. Like I thought I was like, Oh, I could like go out to the shooting range and like hang out. And like, that would be really nice. And I realized I was like, it doesn't fit with what I'm actually doing today. Mm -hmm. So for, I think for me, the, I think my, my, my initial structure is going to be kind of around 
exploration of place, mm. but kind of contained. So like, I don't know, maybe I go to like Redmond mm-hmm. or on a long shot, like maybe I go up to Portland, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's, there's different, like just being in that museum was so good because it was slow. You know where I want to go? Where? There's a place called the Warhawk Air Museum in Nampa. It's between okay. me and Boise. 20, 30 minute drive. They have World okay. War II airplanes. I've been wanting to go there forever. And I'm really into that stuff. And so there you go. I'm going to go there. That's And then what else, what else is in Nampa? Uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, there's... Like, can you, can you go out there, go to that, basically go out to Nampa, have breakfast, roll to that museum, and then not move your Jeep? Mm, it'd be a little tough because it's by the airport. Yeah, yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but they do have, I got to take you there. They have an air tower, like, you know, the ones that are three stories high with the glass all the uh-huh. way around that got retired. And the top of the tower, the glass part was turned into a breakfast diner. And it's still on the airport. And so you watch Dude. planes take off and land and you eat breakfast looking out of like angled glass windows. That's Dude, I love that so much. When we lived when we lived um on Cape Cod, there was in in Chatham, there's a restaurant called Hangar B. Mm. And that it's the exact same yeah. thing. It's a little it's airport. Brilliant. And they have a little restaurant right above, and you watch like little Cessnas mm-hmm. like fly in yeah. and stuff. It's so so cool. that's walking distance from the Warhawk Air Museum. So I'll, okay. I'll have to tie those together. And then from there, yeah, there's lots to see, but I probably would have to drive to get a little bit away from the airport, you know? It's pretty good. I mean, there was, I'm, I was trying to find like, like what there was like a common thread throughout. So I did, I actually did like a decent amount. Like I spent some money, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I don't know why. It just like felt really satisfying. Like mm-hmm. when I went in the comic book shop, I think I probably spent like close to $200, mm-hmm. like not a ton of money, but not nothing either. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I got like a couple reference books that were really cool. I also, I also took a little time. Like I got Bo, like a kid's like graphic novel. Yeah. Um, did you ever read Asterix and Obelix? Mm-hmm. Dude, super fun. Um, couple of crazy gauls in like within like Roman occupation. Oh really? Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I went to check out, there's this outside in bend shop that a woman I surf with owns, like went in there and like ended up grabbing something for Maddie. So it was like this, mm-hmm. like interesting, I felt like connected to my family and yet completely autonomous from both my family and from work. Yeah. And there, I felt a lot of value there. Um, going to, going to see Alicia at Howell and then ending up at my buddy's gun shop Mm -hmm. had like a very similar feel where it was like, I spent a bunch of time talking with them and just like kind of hanging out, but then also like spending some money in someone else's business. And I really liked that. Yeah. Well, retail therapy is one of the things that like it can be taken to absurdity, but there is something about like you hold on really tight to your cash and like there's things that it's 10 bucks big deal totally but you're like in you when you're in that like rigid mindset of day to day it's like i'm not a child i'm not gonna buy that like that doesn't make any sense but on a day like what we're talking about it's like the release of like if i was 16 years old and i saw that that like zippo lighter that's got this weird logo or like you know i would have bought it and i have become too mature to be into buying those things but i still see it and my kid inside still is like that's freaking cool you know, and, and those, those are the things yeah. like I bought, I bought at the, at the, I forget what it's called, man. I'll have to like, I'll have to figure it out. The ex, the explorers depot here. Mm-hmm. I bought a, I bought like an Oxford pennant that says do right and fear no man mm-hmm. because it was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I bought an Oppenel mushroom knife. Mm-hmm. That was like 20 bucks, but they made me happy. Yeah. And they're, it's like stuff for the shop and something to remember that day. Um, the other thing is like, I've, I spent a lot of time working service industry. I tip really well. I have always tip well. I just noticed that like I was tipping very well. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. actually like integrate yeah. that. Like my breakfast was $30 yeah, and maybe, I tipped $20. Maybe there could be times where generosity is like a focus. I think that's yeah. actually, I think that's actually one of the threads. Yeah. 
in there is like, I'm being generous with myself. Like, how can I be generous mm-hmm. to others during this day? Like, yeah. so basically like you're leaving a wake of like positivity. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I fun. I like it. It's pretty good. Well, all right. We did it. I hope you guys enjoy this thought, <laughs> this idea, this vision. We're going to talk this week. Maybe by next week we have a date. That way people could then theoretically possibly participate either on the day or try to, you know, follow it up in the weekend or whatever it might be. And yeah, if you guys want to catch in next week, I want to ask you about brand building. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk next week. That's piquing my interest big time. And thanks. All right. While I got you, while you're on the spot then. um, So for me, like I think brand building is so like integral to kind of like who I am and how I work. Mm -hmm. So the trade off here is that I want to do the same type of episode with you and your philosophy around robust CAD design and Mm -hmm. process. Are you game for that? I'm game. Okay. So then maybe we have like a couple episodes laid out. Yeah. So kind of like one, two one-sided episodes Two ones more in, episodes. more uh, investigative, like interrogation, you know. So get ready. You know what's fun too is like we've never we've never like interviewed anybody or anything. So maybe Just this will be like a fun other. fun practice, yeah. like yeah. to interview and see if we can actually do it yeah. in an interesting way. Yeah, sounds good. All right, sweet. All right, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know if you did a Red X day with us. Yep. Or if you're interested in doing it, and uh, we'll catch you next episode. Peace. Later.